Are you ready to change your life, your mind, and change the way you see your world? Well, this is the Minds Gym Podcast with myself, Brandon Bickmore, your turbo lover. And here we go. This is Brandon Bickmore, your turbo lover. How are you today? I hope you're happy. Are you happy? That's the million dollar question. This is the Minds Gym podcast, and I'm here to share some stories and assist in changing lives and hopefully change the way you see your world and to create more peace and love on this beautiful planet. I suffered from severe anxiety and depression for several years recently, and I hope by sharing other stories in my story and experiences that will benefit you. I want to thank you for your support, and please post comments and likes in the appropriate sections. And please subscribe. We rely on your support and feedback uh, to keep this podcast rolling. And today, uh, for a wonderful interview, um, uh, we've actually had some people uh, ask to hear about myself, so I'm actually going to interview me. Um, there's a few things that I'll share that will be interesting for you, and uh, I hope you find uh, part of my journey interesting and motivating. Uh, one thing I do want to share is uh, if you could please PM me with questions, and if I answer them in my next podcast, uh, I'll uh send you a free uh, The Minds Gym podcast t-shirt. And I won't use your name. I'll just repeat your question and the answer at the beginning of the podcast. Sound good? So send in your questions, and we'll all learn from you, our listener. And I do really want to appreciate and thank you all for, for listening. Uh, I definitely know that some of these podcasts are long, um, I'm going to try to shorten them up, do my best to be a little bit more brief uh, with my guests. At times, um, some of these stories have been pretty incredible, and uh, I haven't been editing anything, so you've heard the interviews in their entirety. So in the future, um, I'm hoping to cut them down a bit. I'll ask a few less questions so that the uh, podcasts aren't too long. So hopefully you are enjoying them, although they are, you know, three hours I know can be a little bit much, but if you can break it up, let's do it one hour, you know, one week, one hour on the weekend, one hour the following week, and if you get behind, it's okay. You know, hopefully these uh, podcasts are keeping you engaged. So anyways, uh, a little bit about me. I was born in 1971 in Salt Lake City, Utah. I was raised in a semi-LDS family. We went to uh, the Mormon church growing up. Uh, our 
parents were not very pushy. They uh, recommended we go to church, but it wasn't a absolute necessity. They pretty much let us do our thing. Um, I was a fearless uh, young kid. Nothing scared me. Um, I went to Mount View Elementary School in Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, I then uh, went to Wasatch Middle School, which was in Mill Creek. I went there in 7th and 8th grade. And then I went to Midvale Middle School in ninth grade uh, for one year. I then attended Hillcrest High School uh, as a freshman and a senior. Um, I attended Arlington High School in Riverside, California for two years as a sophomore and a junior. Um, not sure I got those years exact. It was kind of, my dad got transferred when I was 15 or 16 and we moved to Riverside and uh, we kind of bounced back and forth for, I'd say, two or three years. Uh, it was a difficult transition for my mother and myself, and it seemed we uh, really uh, struggled a bit being away from family and friends. And uh, it was a tough situation. I remember uh, the last time that we left California, my mom said she couldn't do it another day, so she packed up the car and packed up my little brother Chase, who was probably... I'm going to say three or four at the time. And I was playing basketball uh, for Arlington High School, and I had, I think, another three or four games left, and I didn't want to leave three-quarters of the way through the season. And I remember my mom uh, packing up the car and throwing Chase in the car, and I was crying, and she was crying, and uh, we were pretty confused on... Uh, what our life was going to uh, look like in the next uh, several months. And I remember uh, her pulling out of the drive driveway, and I was uh, pretty emotional, and so was she. And I just remember standing there going, what's, well, you know, what's this all about? Um, where are we going to end up? You know, she, you know, we'd been back and forth once before. She said she couldn't do it, and then decided, oh, I got to try again. So this was our second attempt at uh, trying to make it work in California, and she just couldn't do it without her friends and family. And and she left a, uh, a business that she had started up, a hair salon that she'd been running. She had left that, and. Uh, missed uh, her world in Salt Lake City, Utah. So anyways, uh, after that, uh, we moved back to Salt Lake City. Um, I think the, I was a senior in high school or just before my senior year. I don't remember the exact dates, but uh, moved back and went to Hillcrest High School. I worked at Huter Mill uh, like half days just to make money to buy a car and uh, I learned a whole bunch about the wood business which uh, really benefited uh, the main business I had which I'll discuss in a minute. Uh, when I graduated high school I went to a community college for two semesters, the Salt Lake Community College uh, 
And then I had uh, my brother, uh, Curran, was living in Reno, Nevada at the time, and he was running a Subway silent shop that he purchased. And there's one that came for sale in Truckee, California. And he called me up and said, would you be interested in coming to run this Subway if I uh, train you? And we'll split it and we'll go partners 50-50. And uh, I think we had to come up with a down payment of $15,000. And I think I got a $7,500 loan that my mom co-signed. And I had to make the payments. And I believe she... I don't know if it was a signature loan or she borrowed against her condo or... Or what was the situation? But I remember that was the only time I really needed to, to ask for financial assistance. And really, she just signed on the note. And then I paid my loan every month on time and never missed a payment. And uh, I remember learning everything I needed to know about business from running that uh, sandwich shop. Uh, we sold the store 18 months later for a, a decent profit. I think we doubled our money. I think we bought the store for $50,000 and sold it for a $100,000 18 months later. So we both split uh, like a $50,000 profit, which was pretty incredible for, I believe I was 20 or 21 years old at that time. And that may have been the beginning of my entrepreneurial career. Uh, I know when I moved back home, I worked at a furniture store at Gardner Village for two years, then worked for a goody hairbrush company as a sales guy, and we set up store displays for a year. And then I worked again with my brother Curran selling doors and moldings for about one to two years. And... uh, He played a lot of golf at the time, and I kind of ran his uh, company, it seemed to me at the time. And then uh, I asked him if he mind if I started my own, and he said, no, it was okay. So I started one out of my house and bought a trailer and a truck and did all the deliveries, measurements, and uh, ran the business myself for a year or two until I... uh, uh, moved and bought a, didn't buy it, but rented a warehouse and uh, started the biz pretty much from scratch and then eventually hired a, an assistant, hired a few people to do deliveries and uh, eventually grew the business over 18 years. And I believe I had eight employees when I sold it two or three years ago. I believe I started my door and molding business in 1998. And uh, I remember the first five years, I was thrilled to run that business, excited, motivated. Uh, I made a, a really decent income, and I was really motivated by uh, the money that uh, uh, was coming in. So for five or ten 
years or so, maybe 12, I really enjoyed the business and I could handle the ups and downs and the stress of all that. Um, I also started a few other small businesses and did a couple other ventures uh, during that 18 years. Most of the ventures I did were successful and uh, I think I had one, uh, maybe two, one that rings a bell that wasn't financially successful. I partnered with some guys on a restaurant in Draper, Utah, and uh, it was a business I wasn't familiar with, and I didn't realize for the first uh, six or 12 months that uh, that business needed continual cash contributions. And after about six or 12 months of dumping more cash into this business, I realized it wasn't for me. And it was a business I didn't understand. So the learning there was for me is don't don't uh, start up businesses that uh, you don't understand or don't know how to run or manage. I really learned a lot from that experience. Um, and along the way, my wife and I um, uh, have uh, two adorable kids. And they've all been wonderful in allowing me to get through my crazy journey. They are so kind and intelligent. They're absolutely beautiful, all three of them. And they all teach me daily. And I'm lucky uh, to have them in my life. I also am going to mention I have four brothers. Um, My oldest brother is Tony. He lives in Nicaragua. He's also on a... uh, pretty impressive spiritual journey at the moment and has been for the last several years. Uh, He's uh, continually learning, uh, is going through another experience uh, currently that I think is going to push him to even uh, find more out about uh, what uh, a neat human being he is. I did a podcast on him uh, a couple of months ago that uh, you're definitely, uh, it's one of our uh, favorites that you definitely don't want to miss. And then I got a brother named Barry. He has a door and molding business also. We were competitors for 15 years or so. He ended up purchasing my brother Curran's business, uh, I'm going to say 12 years ago, maybe. So he and I were. Uh, um, competitors for 10 or 12 years, which wasn't the most exciting thing. Uh, tough to be in the same business with your brother that's doing the exact same thing. So um, he's now uh, doing very well, uh, busy, always has been, hard worker. He's a goer, he never sits still. Um, and he also has some uh, doing some real estate. Uh, ventures buying you know small homes and renting them and a couple building a few homes here and there and my next uh, oldest brother is Curran Um, he was uh, living in Arizona for a while he's recently moved back Uh, he and I have had a crazy relationship uh, over the years Um, we've uh not seen eye to eye on a lot of uh, situations. And uh, about eight years ago, uh, we had a situation, I 
think it was a Christmas party or Thanksgiving or something, and I said something, and he didn't like it, and he got a little frustrated with me and wanted to fight, and and I knew better than to fight with him, so uh, he ended up uh, leaving the party and was frustrated and uh, ended up letting the world know how uh, unkind and confused I was, which uh, I'm not so sure that was the case, but obviously it was in his mind. And that was probably seven or eight years ago, and I think he's living in Salt Lake now. Um, He's also going through a journey from the rumors I hear and has suffered some from anxiety and depression, and he's getting back to uh, finding himself uh, from the information I get from my mom who speaks with him. But I actually haven't spoken with him in eight or nine years, and I'm sure I will one day soon, and I look forward to that opportunity. And then I have a brother, Chase, who's about 12 years uh, younger than myself. He's 35, I believe. And uh, he's uh, working uh, at an investment company, selling an investment program and, and doing very well. And also uh, helps me um, at a group that we've created that uh, have every other couple, couple weeks We have a group at my mom's house every other week for people that are struggling with anxiety, depression, or just struggling with with life in general. And people come and share their uh, experiences. You know, we get vulnerable. We do some Byron Katie uh, worksheets, uh, uh, which I talk about often in my podcast that uh, basically uh, will change your life. So that's a little bit about my my brother's. Obviously, there's a lot more to discuss, but I'm just briefly sharing some info so you guys can get a little background about uh, who I am. Um, I did battle uh, anxiety and depression over the years, even as a young child. My mom reminds me. um, I don't remember being anxious and depressed as much as a younger child. I do remember in my late teens wondering what the heck I was going to do with my life, uh, 18, 19 years old. And uh, I do remember uh, the gal I was dating, Jennifer Vrains, I remember when she decided that she wanted a break for four or five years. That was a stressful and really difficult um, situation. And I remember being uh, way depressed back then and wondering uh, what I was going to do with my life since I... The love of my life was leaving, and I uh, ended up doing some research back then, and I read a lot of books, uh, met with therapists, and I think that kind of started my journey on self-awareness, which I soon was to forget again because I got back into the daily grind of you know, working and trying to make uh, money. Uh, but later in my life, about... Oh, four or five years ago, um, uh, my anxiety and depression really uh, set in. 
Um, I had a business I was running, my door and molding company, that was becoming very, very stressful. And I could barely function. Um, I think it was about after about 15 or 16 years of being in business, uh, my perfectionism and, and unrealistic expectations I put on myself because of the harsh demands of of unprepared builders and clients was taking a major toll on my mind and my sanity. Uh, some of these humans were absolutely amazing. I met some wonderful people over the 15 or 16 years, but there was a handful that I couldn't ever make happy or satisfy. And dealing with some of these human beings, uh, that would definitely talk down to you and they would let you have it when things weren't going their way. Uh, This is what started my severe spiral into uh, what I call crippling uh, anxiety. I struggled getting out of bed. Um, I remember uh, dry heaving several mornings just at the fear of uh, even driving to work going into the office and dealing with uh, what I perceive to be problems uh, in the future, which is what creates anxiety is uh, worrying about the future. Um, And some days those stressful and worrisome thoughts would show up in certain areas, and some days they wouldn't, but Before I even could get to work, I already knew and decided it was going to be a terrible day. And I did that for probably a year or two before I uh, couldn't uh, barely function. You know, I was a fearless kid and I had become afraid of the world. That's when I knew I had a problem. Uh, To be honest, I just wanted to die. It was the only solution my confused mind could find for freedom and an escape from the harsh reality I was was experiencing. As I mentioned before, I could barely get out of bed and uh, was dry heaving on several mornings um, just from the thought of, of going to work and being asked to perform miracles and getting screamed at by clients if I couldn't hit their unrealistic deadlines. I worried about dealing with jobs that weren't going well, incorrect door sizes, wrong moldings. Uh, Is the delivery going to go smooth? Is the uh, truck door closed on the back of the delivery truck or are the doors and the moldings going to fly out the back? Um, I could come up with every scary scenario in the world to make my business be the most stressful and uh, negative business on the planet. And I remember there towards the end, I uh, the very last year, I was being sued by a couple of customers just because they simply didn't want to pay their bill. One was an attorney who knew the laws better than myself, and uh, he decided he didn't want to pay the remainder of his bill. So he devised a story that uh, he didn't like his doors. The designer picked them out. They're exactly what he wanted, but he said, well, I don't like them, so I'm not paying. 
the doors were beautiful. Uh, there's doors that I actually just recently put in a couple of condos I finished in downtown Salt Lake. And uh, they're timeless. And um, there was no issues whatsoever, but he knew the laws better than I did. We fought back and forth for probably 18 months. And uh, finally, uh, uh, I decided to give up and uh, just settle for an amount that was much less than than what was actually due. Then I had another uh, issue with another couple that were fighting with their builder, and uh, I sent them an invoice and forgot to uh, do a pre-lean on their home. I think I pre-leaned it the day after we sent the invoice, which also uh, isn't how the law works. So they didn't want to pay because I leaned their house a day late. So ended up going back and forth with them. And also after about a year with them, uh, I uh, called up their attorney and just said, what do we got to do to settle? And they said, well, write them a check for X amount of dollars, and I did it. I let them both win. My soul couldn't take the abuse, and uh, I wanted to be free of any of the negative um, negative energy that uh, was uh, haunting me from those two experiences. But I also do know those experiences showed up probably just at the right time to help me know to, to sell. You know, I didn't know if my business was uh, viable or if anybody would want to purchase it, um, but uh, I met with some business brokers, and they said, yeah, I think this is something we could definitely sell. And uh, I, after going through so much pain and heartache, and I attended a Byron Katie 10-day seminar and started doing worksheets, and all of the decisions started to just kind of show up at the right time. You know, I knew that to sell the business was the right decision, to take care of myself was the right decision, to, you know, focus on uh, self-awareness, self-care. All of a sudden, the world just started laying down in front of me, and all the right things started falling into place, really without any or much effort or thought. I would just think of an item. I'd kind of throw it out there to the universe. Okay, what are we doing now with this? Where's this going to go? Be patient. Everything will fall into line. Eventually, I got an offer on my business. Uh, it was actually pretty quick. Uh, I think after it was on the market for three or four months, it about, took about 90 days to close. So I think it took maybe seven or eight months from start to finish, and uh, I was out of the business and basically retired or semi-retired. And since then, I've just been doing some uh, real estate investing, uh, buying and selling a few condos in downtown Salt Lake, and uh, just kind of doing as little as possible to uh, keep my mind and keep my sanity. I realize that my freedom is more important nowadays than, than work. Um, Along the way, I did make a few bad investments um, in my uh, career that uh, still haunt me today, and I'm still working on those, and they definitely affect uh, 
my reality currently. Money's a big subject for me, and I'm learning to not let it run my life. If I just let the world work for me, the money seems to keep showing up with very little effort on my part. Trust is huge. Trusting reality in life is now the key to my success. It seems as I age, I'm making good financial decisions, and I'm listening much more to my heart and my soul. Uh, anyways, back to the meltdown or the severe anxiety and depression I was dealing with there at the end of uh, owning my door and molding business. Um, I wasn't having any financial problems and I wasn't having any family problems and I wasn't having any, you know, relationship problems. I simply just could not bear the thought of continuing to go to work. That's literally what caused my nervous breakdown or meltdown was the thought of of going to work and dealing with customers that were unhappy and uh, I could no longer uh, manage to um, keep going to this negative uh, environment, you know, and that's how I knew to uh, eventually I listened to my soul and, and the answer was to sell. But during that uh, meltdown while I was struggling, um, uh, with my door business, I was fed up to my eyeballs. Uh, I went and saw a couple therapists, you know, tried to deal with my severe anxiety and depression. I definitely um, was prescribed medication for anxiety and depression. Um, I tried several. Um, I found a few that worked or one that worked really well for a while. And then I decided it. I didn't want to be that human being that was dependent on medication. So I'd go on and off of my medications, cold turkey, and then probably, which was not a wonderful idea. Um, and I remember going on vacation one time. I uh, went to Alaska with my wife and kids and thought, oh, we're going to be gone for two weeks and I'm just going to quit taking the medication. And I know on vacation I seemed to do a little better with this anxiety and depression I was dealing with. And so I thought, oh, I'm just going to leave the medication home. So I uh, went for two weeks and I struggled a bit. I remember I had some business um Issues which seemed to show up almost daily. Um, I do remember every vacation I ever went on for the last five or ten years of owning my business. I don't remember enjoying really any of them because my phone was always on my side. And if there was a problem, I would get a text or a phone call and I would continue to worry or obsess about the problem back at home instead of enjoying the vacation that was in front of me. Um, I remember I had a discussion with my wife on our first vacation after I sold the business. We went to Mexico with my daughter, Esty, and Sophie was, I think, on a trip to Boston with her schoolmates. And I said to my wife, sitting there by the pool in the sun, which I adore, this is the first time in my 
the last 10 years I can remember enjoying a vacation with not needing to worry about my phone ring, don't need to worry about getting negative text messages with problems back at home. And it was pure bliss. So that was just one point in my life where I realized that uh, work is not what I've been taught work is. Work is not the answer and the need and necessity to go out and make tons of money. If you're not enjoying your work or your current job, I suggest you quit and go after a job that you're passionate about and do something that you love because the money will come if you're passionate and doing what you love. And I'd rather be happy and making less money than making lots of money and being stressed out of my mind. So back to the uh, medication uh, after I got back home from Alaska, um, I decided to get back on the medication because I was stressed out majorly again, major anxiety, and uh, got on back on the same medication I was taking, and I became allergic to it. And I broke out in hives for probably six months. Um, went to the doctor. They prescribed a different medication, tried that one. It was worse. Uh, gave me headaches and hives. Gave me another one. Try this one. It's new. It, that one was worse. Uh, I probably tried six or eight of them before I realized that uh, my body was not wanting to any longer continue taking medication. So then I thought, what in the hell do I do now? I knew it was up to me to figure this out. And... I've always been a fighter and, and never given up, and I knew that there was a way out if I could just find an answer. I remember uh, during this process sitting in my bedroom and uh, my wife and kids were there, and they knew I was uh, extremely depressed and anxious and I remember sitting there and said to my wife and kids, you know, dad's not well. I don't know what's wrong. I was not sure why my mind had gone from being okay to seeing everything in the world as complete negative, scary, and not exciting. I remember one day my girl said to me, Dad, it's been a year or two since we've seen you laugh. And I remember that moment well. I couldn't find anything exciting or happy or loving uh, for probably one to two years. I remember going to the gym, which I'd get up every morning and still go to the gym. It was the only thing I could drag myself out of. I thought if I kept doing that, eventually things would shift. And I remember going to the gym and looking around at everybody and people were smiling and happy. And I was so jealous 
in that moment that people were excited and happy. And here I was wanting to die. But as I sat there with my kids and said, you know, my wife, dad's not well, but I'm a fighter and I'm going to do everything I can to survive this. And I remember one night uh, during this time, my brother Chase came over and uh, I remember speaking with him and, and just said, I don't know what's wrong, but I can barely function. My, uh, I've, I've literally lost my mind. And uh, I remember thinking, I'm not sure I can continue any longer on this planet. You know, I here again, I thought maybe I had brain cancer or something was so wrong with the way I was processing information that uh, I literally... I literally could barely function. And he mentioned to me, why don't you call mom and try a worksheet? So that was probably the best advice that I've ever been given in my whole life. I uh, called my mom or went over to her house. I don't remember. I just said, hey, you know, I talked to Chase last night. And he recommended, you know, I try a worksheet. So why don't we run up to Bear Lake to, to the cabin and and uh, spend a couple evenings and uh, see what we find. I don't know what else to do. I've tried everything. I've read the books. I've been to therapist. Medication's not working. So I'm going to try what my little brother says, which I thought big brothers were supposed to give advice to their little brothers. And here was a little brother that had also struggled for a few years in high school with some depression over his story about golf, which he shared in the very first podcast we did, but he said, go try a worksheet. So worksheets are uh, from a lady named Byron Katie. She'd come up with these worksheets. They're game changers. They walk you through stressful events or situations and help you to question your stressful events and relationships so you can see what actually took place, not what you thought took place. Our minds are very clever and, and like to create uh, crazy stories and issues. And, uh, and they like to confuse reality. So anyways, I did uh, go up the cabin, sat with my mom, and I remember the first worksheet I really struggled with because my phone was ringing. I was getting text messages. There was a problem at work, of course. And I just said, Mom, I can't do this right now, so uh, let's just uh, relax, have dinner tonight. We'll get up in the morning and try this again. And uh, so we started into the second worksheet, and it literally blew my mind. Um, that was when my world flipped um, one, uh, 100%. Uh, what I found with this worksheet was pure realization that I create 100% of my reality. When I knew that my anxiety and depression and my world was on me, I was doing it, I was shocked. And I also knew that I was a fighter and I could shift my world and my perception of how everything was going. That's what I found with the worksheet. I was thrilled to know I could work hard on my mind and retrain how it processed information and events. 
I literally felt like this world was living hell for three to four years, and now I mostly experience heaven. I realize if you question things and, and your thoughts, you realize none of them are true, and it opens up a whole new world of discovery. Questioning your ego will change your life. So if you want peace here, I suggest you question your uncomfortable and stressful thoughts and situations that cause your pain. And see what shows up on the other side. And ultimately, what causes you joy here on earth is just understanding and seeing reality clearly. Um, these worksheets, um, you can go to the Byron Katie uh, website. It's called thework.com, and you can download these worksheets. I highly suggest you do the worksheets with an experienced facilitator probably your first five or ten worksheets until you learn the process. I've had people tell me the worksheets uh, weren't working for them when they tried it themselves. And here again, that's because you need a person holding you to the questions and making sure the answers arise within you. Doing them alone, you tend to skip over the questions if you don't find an answer. If you sit long enough, the truth will set you free. I started this podcast uh, and also have a group that meets every other week just to let others know that there is a way out of any and all types of suffering. I do know that I didn't think there was a way out. I didn't think there was light at the end of the tunnel. And so I'm sharing my stories and other stories to let you know that no matter what the situation, how scary, how terrified how sad, how devastating. There always is a way out if you're willing to work hard. So right now for me, it seems uh, this is my life's purpose to share with the world that there is a way out. And I know uh, that if you work hard and question um, your mind, question your reality and question everything that you've been uh, conditioned to believe that you'll find a whole other world out there. And I'll continue to do this podcast and continue to do the group and uh, continue to help others and obviously help myself. And I also know that uh, that can change at any moment, and I'm okay with that. Not sure what the future may bring, and that's what I love about life now is I'm so excited every day uh, to see what shows up. I normally don't make too many plans. I kind of just let life do me. Every once in a while, I'll have a lunch date. Um, I usually plan when I'm scheduling my next podcast um, person to be interviewed and... Uh, Got a few vacations planned here and there. But other than that, I just like to let life flow. Just kind of like get in the river and see where it takes me. And I don't do things that I don't want to do. You know, I get weekly massages. I travel often. I study and read lots of books, especially books uh, uh, that particular about the mind and uh, how to manage the mind. You know, I attend seminars uh, on self-awareness and doing all I can to 
to take care of me. Not that I don't still struggle at times. Uh, no one's perfect. Our little egos will get you off balance and out of tune. Uh, only for me, I know so that I can question my reality and and understand exactly, uh, you know, what triggers you know my anxiety and my depression. Uh, and I know life is always challenging uh, myself and us as human beings and uh, checking to see how my mind is perceiving reality. Sometimes I'm slow to see. I do get tricked once in a while, but most of the time, most of the time I see pretty clearly and things that used to really bother me don't any longer. And I... I also, um, when I do get off balance, uh, I'm usually pretty quick to go to a worksheet and it really helps show me what my perception was at the time. And at the end of the worksheet, I'm always much more clear on that specific, uh, usually negative event that, uh, took place in my mind. Um, as I mentioned before, I've sold my door and molding business and now dabble in real estate a bit. My decisions are simpler and I buy when it feels right. I found that I don't like to work, so I spend maybe six to eight, eight, six to eight hours a week working on uh, some real estate stuff um, and maybe four to six hours a week working on this podcast. As I mentioned before, freedom's a lot more important to me to me these days than money. Although I still love a good investment when it feels right. I've learned how important self-care is, and when I feel good, I'm a better dad, better husband, brother, friend, neighbor, uncle, and an all-around better, kinder, loving human being. So to wrap things up, with me, I just want you all to know there's a way out of suffering, anxiety, and depression. And if you'd like my assistance, I'm here for you. This is my 10th episode of the Minds Gym podcast. And my thoughts are, and who knows because this is in the future, uh, I'll either do every 10 episodes, I'll do some more discussion about my journey, or... Uh, maybe do some roundtable discussions with some people where we discuss some specific topics. Uh, probably anxiety, depression, the mind, etc. If you do have a topic you'd love discussed over a roundtable, um, maybe you could shoot me that uh, private message me on on my uh, Instagram. Uh, the Minds Gym podcast, or my other Instagrams, your Turbo Lover. So I'm now going to go through a few of my personal questions that we use, or that I use to ask some of our guests. So here we go. I'll answer a few of the questions uh, that I asked my guests, just a few so you guys can see how I would uh, answer my own questions. The first one being, what would be my dream job 
well, my dream job would be number one, probably no job, which uh, sounds really intriguing, which is basically kind of what I do right now. I can't say it's no job, but it's a very small little job since I spend very little time on it. Um, I also would mind uh, doing some public speaking. That would probably be uh, one of my dream jobs. Do some public speaking on anxiety and depression and letting the world know there's a way out. Uh, Another one of my questions, what am I currently doing to take care of my mind and my body? Well, currently, I am exercising. I go to the gym five days a week. Just started uh, cycling a little bit again. Uh, For two or three years, I cycled a whole bunch. Um, Exercise is good for the mind. It increases the endorphins, and it definitely helps me better manage uh, my anxiety and depression. Um, I also eat well. I'm a big, huge, uh, avid um, fan of healthy nutrition. If there's a diet or a lifestyle I prescribe to, I'd probably say the paleo diet. It seems to work best for me. Um, No sugar and no processed carbohydrates will change your life. It'll completely change your physique, but it also, um, I believe your gut is your second brain. And whatever you put in your gut, um, I believe, affects the way your mind works. So... I'm usually pretty good about taking good care of um, myself nutritionally. Do I get off balance every once in a while? Well, of course. I think everything in moderation. I've realized if I'm too strict, it becomes exhausting and difficult. And when I'm being too strict, I think uh, maybe my... uh, Ego was running me instead of my um, higher self. I'll notice I pay attention to who's running me. And uh, when I'm out of balance, I know my ego's running me. And when I'm in balance, I know my higher self is understanding and seeing my reality much more clearly. Um, I do listen to podcasts, mostly just about, there again, how to manage your mind. I read books, I do worksheets often, and um, I have a group that meets every two weeks that keeps me in balance for sure, where we uh, have 15 people or so usually show up and one person volunteers to share their stressful event or story, and I walk them through a worksheet that takes about 45 minutes or so, and we discuss a lot. Uh, before and after the worksheet. So the groups usually last uh, two and a half to three hours, but the actual worksheet only takes about uh, 30 to 45 minutes if we do the um, short version. Um, So that's what I do to take care of me. And I mentioned a few things before as I I pretty much don't do what I don't want to do. And I spend a lot of time in my yard, do a lot of gardening. Uh, That seems to really soothe my mind since I do have a whole bunch of free time. 
what's my definition of success? Success to me is uh, managing my anxiety, being happy and being peaceful. That's what success is to me. If I'm at peace, that's all I would ever want on this planet. Um, What crucial event pushed me towards the way of how I see my world? The crucial event that pushed me to really got me to shift was uh, my door and molding business that I could barely uh, manage and handle for the last uh, two or three, four years that I owned it. That's what pushed me over the edge. Thank goodness. What a blessing when I look back on it that that was the key and the crucial event that pushed me towards self-awareness, finding myself, uh, learning how to manage the mind, learning how to love myself, and in turn uh, doing a much better job of of loving others and not uh, not seeing people for being crazy. I, I now see people for um, just who they are and learning opportunities. Very rarely do I get upset or think that human beings are out of line because I now see them in a completely different light. That's kind of why I call myself the turbo lover. I'm really good at... Uh, at loving, loving humans, uh, no matter how they show up. Uh, I do my best not to put a story on the human in front of me and just see them for who they are, not who, um, not with all the baggage of the past. Just see them for who they are today. Imagine if you got home every day, look at your spouse, look at your kids, look at your co-workers and you could look at them without a past because that's who they really are. If you put a past on them, you're seeing them as a past human, not for the human that's sitting there in front of you. So imagine who they would be without a past. That's actually who they are. Uh, try that one on for size. That's uh, what I try to do daily with everybody I run into, whether I know them and have a pass with them, or I don't have a pass with them. I just really try to see human beings for who they are. And we've all struggled here on this planet, and we all need a break. We all need to be forgiven and, and, and you know, worry about who we are in the present, not with all of the past post-its and baggage that we put on human beings. Um, how have my parents influenced my life? Um, my parents have been amazing, both of them. Uh, my dad is just an amazing human being. He would give you the shirt off of his back. He always showed up. He's always been there physically. I don't think he's ever missed an event of any of my siblings' lives. Um, he shows up for all the grandkids' events, um, He's just incredible. Uh, he's also just allowed myself, and I guess I could speak for my brothers, but some of them may disagree, but he's allowed us just to be. He didn't really push us. And uh, 
I notice myself doing the same with my kids. It's just letting my kids find their path and let them figure out what they want to do on this life. I know as parents, um, we definitely can mold our children, and the best way you can mold your children, I believe, is by being a good example and uh, teaching them with your actions, not just, not necessarily with your words. That's how you can be a good parent. Um, my mom, my mom's also been an incredible uh, human being and uh, somebody that uh, definitely has influenced how I see my world. She ran into Byron Katie and always growing up, she was reading books. Uh, she cried a lot. I remember as I was a child and, uh, not even a child, but as a teenager, she was going through a divorce and she was always reading all the self-help books. I remember watching her and now I see me doing the exact same thing. Just, just always looking for more. What's out there? How do we manage this crazy mind of ours? My mom ran into Byron Katie, you know, somehow how she got to meet this lady after Byron Katie's, you know, incredible transformation. It was three or four years later, my mom was able to go to Barstow and sit with her in her house. Uh, they did worksheets. Um, how that lady f had fallen into my mom's path, I'll never know, but I think it was because my mom was just on this massive search for truth and peace and happiness and uh, by watching her it has really influenced and assisted me in you know you if you want it you got to go out there and get it you got to read you got to go to seminars you got to uh, you know find that wisdom that's within you that uh, we all have and uh, we can tap into if we continue to search. And she still reads. She still does worksheets. Um, she's always uh, got some book she's reading uh, to better herself. So that's how my parents have influenced my life. And they were both very hard workers and never gave up. And uh, maybe that's where I got my drive from. Um, if I could install one piece of advice in a child or a human, what would it be? The one piece of advice would be to question your world. Continue to ask questions. Um, chase, um, and chase your dreams and uh, believe in yourself. The answers are out there if you're willing to uh, put forth some hard work and some effort to, uh, to question your belief system. That would probably be the biggest thing is question everything you've ever been taught and see what shows up. Um, is there anything I've ever failed at and how has that affected your life today? 
Um, I remember one thing I failed at as a kid, which I don't even know if it's a failure, but uh, basketball was my life growing up. I played baseball, football, basketball, but my love was basketball. And as a freshman, trying out for the high school team at Hillcrest High School, um, I tried out, uh, did well, very well at tryouts, as good as anybody there in my eyes. And for some reason, the coaches seemed to not be paying attention I remember several of my buddies said when I was out there playing, they were looking down at their uh, at their notepads, uh, uh, writing notes, and uh, not really paying attention to the game in front of them. And so I ended up not making the basketball team, and I was devastated, literally devastated. Um, and I think that might have been what made me also... Uh, a hard worker and a fighter is like I had something to prove to the world that I could accomplish anything I put my mind to and I never gave up and I know when I moved to California I made the basketball team there as a sophomore which definitely instilled in me that I still had it and um, but as I look back on that experience um, being cut from that team that was my life at uh, when I was 15 years old and, uh, it really was devastating for that year. And, um, I just remember thinking, you know, what do I got to do to work harder and, uh, and keep improving so that I can, uh, make it in this basketball world and let alone make it on this planet. Who do I admire most on this planet and why? Uh, there's lots of people, several. My mom, my brothers, my dad, my wife, my kids. I could go on and on and on, but there's uh, one human being probably that I admire the most, and that would be Byron Katie. She seems to be a human being that's uh, probably the most realized human being I've ever met. Uh, when I'm around her, as I've attended lots of her events, nothing seems to bother her. And she speaks as if nothing bothers her. She's very present, uh, very happy, and everything excites her, even problems or what we perceive as problems. So she's really uh, been a major key factor in uh, finding myself and finding my own wisdom and finding uh, what really makes me tick on this planet. Um, so I'd have to say uh, Byron Katie's the most admirable human being on this planet, but she also would definitely want me to say that we're equals, um, that we all share equal wisdom. Uh, she just had a, an amazing awakening that not many others on this planet have experienced, and... She uh, she's done a hell of a job of getting her word out there to the world that uh, that it's only our thoughts that cause all of our pain and suffering. And if you question your thoughts, uh, you'll find peace. So that was a few of the questions that I like to answer, and maybe one more. What's my my biggest fear? which I often like to ask people. My biggest fear um, 
which uh, I've got a really great um, story about, is uh, probably I'd say my biggest fear would be losing uh, all my money. Um, and uh, why that is, I'm not sure. I've got a big money story, as I mentioned, that I continually work on, but probably because I'd be worried that I'd have to go back to work full-time if I lost all my money. And I definitely don't want to go back to working 40 or 60 hours a week or 20 or 30 hours a week. And I actually wouldn't have to go back to work if I did lose all my money because I could go buy a van and uh, live in a van and uh, live on the beach. We were in Newport Beach last week, and there were several people that uh, were living in vans. I spoke to a couple of them, and one guy was, sounded like he'd been around the world. Uh, he was a mountaineer, climber, um, and uh, we chatted for some time, and he mentioned to me, he said, Brandon, you know, I'm probably the happiest guy I've ever met, and I live in a van, I'm free. And uh, I said, I probably couldn't agree more with that statement. He looked like a happy guy um, just going about his time. And he's also out there trying to change the world. He's got a website um, that uh, he's trying to create more, you know, love and peace on this planet. And he's just out there following his heart. So... Anyways, there you go. Hopefully you enjoyed uh, hearing about part of my life. I will be um, doing some podcasts where I'm actually being interviewed on some other podcasters' um, sites, and I'll definitely share those uh, here on the Minds Gym podcast. And I will also uh, be doing a bit more um, about uh, um, some anxiety and depression since that's kind of, uh, I think, what the world um, deals with. I had one uh, gal send me a note that asked that say, hey, could you please um, speak more on anxiety? And so I'll try to do that in the upcoming podcasts. Some of these podcasts, though, I just go through people's journeys and, and whatever shows up, shows up, and whatever questions I ask, I ask. I kind of don't really schedule a whole lot or have a plan. I've just got a list of questions, and if I feel like they make sense, um, you know, I'll hit them with the question. And some people don't want to get too vulnerable, and I understand that. And uh, sometimes you need people to get vulnerable so we can... Uh, discuss their anxiety and, and depression and and their fears. So, um, anyways, I thank you for your time. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening to this podcast. Um, I uh, hope that you know you're benefiting from it, and I hope by sharing my story today, it uh, makes uh, you and I a little bit closer. Um, I got one exercise you can do this week uh, to help uh, maybe create some self-love. What I'd like you to do is write yourself a love letter and thank yourself 
or all you have done to survive your journey. Then read it back to yourself slowly and take it all in. And I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. Hopefully you learned more about me, Brandon Bickmore, your turbo lover. I want to thank you uh, for listening to myself and please leave comments. If you would, it means the world to me. And here again, if I answer your question on the podcast, I'll send you a free The Minds Gym podcast t-shirt. I know that there's lots of human beings that it seems are struggling on this planet. And uh, if there's anything I can do to help, please let me know. I'm here for you, and I'm definitely here for me. So now go and take care of your lovely self. And if you have any questions or would like uh, a life-changing discussion, you can talk contact me on Instagram at the Minds Gym Podcast or email me at themindsgym at gmail.com. If you have any questions or if you have any guests you'd like me to interview, please send me a referral. Again, please subscribe to this podcast and please listen and peace and love to you all. Now go exercise and challenge your lovely mind. Peace out and thanks again for listening. You are beautiful.